Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tavin Dillard, and I live in a trailer park called Chancellor Park, and I mow lawns. I'd like to introduce you to my town. I've been making YouTube's videos since about 2006, and then I've transitioned over to other platforms like the TikToks and the whatnot. But here on this podcast, I'd like to clue you into what's going on with me here lately. And this is like a pre-introduction. Now I'm going to send it off to myself for the real introduction. I'm glad you joined me. Bink, bink. Welcome to the Tavern Dillard Podcast, y'all guys. This is Season 4's Episode 6. My name is Tavern Dillard. I live in Chancellor Park. I'm old M. Lawns, and this right here is my podcast. Best I can tell, it's like a radio show. And now you listen, and I sure appreciate that. You know, a few weeks ago, we got uh, Tabby Dillard Podcast shirts. I asked folks if they wanted one. And anyhow, uh, there's a link in the show notes today if you want a Tabby Dillard Podcast shirt. And the podcast is for your ears. The shirt is for your body. You stick your arms and your head through uh, the neck part, you know, and then you wear it kind of thing. And that's how that go. So anyhow, if you're interested in that, but what's been going on? Well, I was in Boise, Idaho this past Fridays uh, for a show at Bacon Boise, which is a restaurant up there. And I like their name. Uh, they all about the bacon. And they had some delightful bacon. And I, I mentioned last week, but they got uh, Tavin's uh, Bacon Bag, which you can you can try it out at the show notes too today. You'll see a little link for Tavin's Bacon Bag. But anyhow, Bacon Boys, they all got all kinds of stuff. They had their own version of the B.O. Sandwich folks could get at the show the other night and all kind of bacon stuff. I mean, what was that one thing called? With the uh, It's got the cheese curds and the southern gravy on the fries with bacon, the popcorn bacon. The popcorn bacon, maybe you're just like, Tavin, what in the world is a popcorn bacon? Well, you know, they got popcorn chicken, and then they got butter popcorn. You know, you elbow deep in at the movie theater kind of thing. Well, the popcorn bacon, at the bottom of all these bacon bags, is I believe it's four slices of bacon that are chopped up. It's like something that you, you can just pinch. You know how, like, you pinch your popcorn uh, uh, at the movie theater? Or you pinch your popcorn chicken? Well, they pinch it, just a little pinch full of bacon. It's popcorn bacon. It's at the bottom of the bags, but it's also sprinkled on that uh, the fries and the gravy and all that kind of thing and the cheese. There's a hoot of a time in Boise, y'all guys. Uh, they had uh, lots of folks there, and we had a good time. Lots of laughs. It was good to meet folks after the show. And uh, folks brought me gifts. I got a box of uh, Standard Glaze Twist and uh, an Apple Frittler in a box. I got some Star Crunch snacks. I got an Idaho hat. Somebody gave like, welcome to the state kind of thing. Here's a hat from Idaho's kind of Oh, uh, I, I left with a couple of bags of Tavins bacon. Um, great old time. Anyhow, uh if you are ever able to make it to a live show, I'd love to see you out there. We had a hoot of a time. It's always good to see y'all face to face. But in the show notes today, like I said, let's see what I'm already listed off. Uh, there's the podcast shirt, uh, and then there's also the Tabin's bag of bacon. But that ain't the newest shirt. You're like, well, Tabin, that's a few weeks ago, so that's a brand new shirt. And, oh, it's a hot one. I mean, I love that shirt. It's a great shirt. It's a Tab and Dillard podcast on it. And then in, per, in paraticals and parentaticals, <clears throat> below that, it's a it's like a radio show kind of thing. Um, but anyhow, I had a new launch this week. Cause, and I mentioned this. I, I'm, I'm building this up like it's a big surprise. But uh, if you listened to the podcast last week, you know what I'm about to say because I kind of leaked it out uh, to the podcast ears uh, a week ago's come uh, today. But... Uh, 
if uh, if you are new here to Time Dealer Podcast, what I say is they got a pause button on this. If you want to go back and listen to last week's or any of the episodes you ain't caught up on, you can do that. We'll be here waiting on you. Or you can just, hey, full steam ahead kind of thing. Welcome to the show. Here we go. Well, here's what happened last week I told y'all about. There's going to be a new shirt, I said, and it's going to be a way to wear your watermelon helmet all year long because summers, it's still hot. It's still as hot as a wool sock full of baked beans out there, but it's going to start changing in the falls at some point. And then we're getting away from uh, watermelons even being in season. So having a having a watermelon helmet make it a little more tough. And it's, it's kind of a summer thing, you know, wearing it out to the lake and, uh, you know, uh, to the pool and everything where you're going uh, in town for your snacks. All kinds of things you can do, you know, with the watermelon helmet. But I thought, hey, what's the easiest way to wear one all year long? You can wear it to any event. You can wear it uh, to anything you need to go to, whether it's holidays or celebrations or just to work kind of thing. And the t-shirt, you know, is what we came up with. So anyhow, uh, there's a link uh, in the show notes today to the watermelon t-shirt. I think what I'll do is just put a link to the t-shirts. That way, you just it'll take you to the page. You'll see the watermelon helmet there. You'll see the uh, Tap Diller podcast shirt there and all that kind of thing. So that just launched uh, basically over this weekend, I guess. Or maybe the day before, but right, right here's around Labor's days, and uh, the watermelon helmet shirt is out for the world to to wear, kind of thing. But uh, I've told y'all for a couple of weeks now uh, that I was having an upcoming episode, a very special county fair episode, and you know when a very special county fair episode supposed to take place now? Today, right now. You are in the very beginning of the very special County Fair episode of the Tappendeller Podcast. Welcome, y'all guys. Let's jump right in. Uh, let me say, I told you it's been a hoot of a week. Okay, so here's the thing. I had all that stuff going on uh, in Idaho's and with all these little launches we're doing, but we also had the County Fair going on. And I mean the County Fair. I'm a firm believer that you give the county fair the respect it deserve. Our town sure do. Softball games were canceled this week because of it. Let me say that again. The softball teams at the adult softball fields in the town were canceled this week because we got the county fair going on. People got uh, other things we got committed to this week, and it just wasn't going to make sense to play no softball. So I ain't got a team burger shed update which means we didn't lose this week uh we didn't win we didn't add to our wins we seven two and two right now but we didn't play no we didn't play no softball because because of, of the county fair let's start with the parking lot <clears throat> our parking lot for the county fair is gravel maybe yours is too got that gravel all over the place it's a glorious sight now cars parking somewhat like an order or a pattern as best they can with no lines on them rocks and maybe one parking attendant after you get past the person taking the money for the parking lot at the entrance. Contact. And then in the distance, them rides set against the September sky. Ferris wheel, fire dragon, tilt a whirl, the tater sack slide, all that kind of thing. But what's that I smell, you say? <laughs> Smells like barbecue and deep fried Oreos, Twinkies, pork chop on a stick, deep fried butter on a stick, corn dogs, funnel cakes, and also the farm pavilion. That smells like, well, you know what that smells like, and it starts creeping in, too, with them farm animals in there. It is an intersection of games, 
rides, local business booths, and livestock. Does it get any better than that? I think they named it the fair, you know, so they don't over-deliver. They could have easily named it the best or the really awesome, but no, it's fair. We just call it the fair. The county fair. Shailene Riggs, she had on a bright green parking vest and a fanny pack full of money and tickets. Them tickets go on the dashboard of your car to show folks you paid so you don't get towed away or nothing like that. Once you in that gravel lot, Gracie Dilroy's sister, Delandra, who helps run Early Bird Gets the Perm, was kind of very loosely directing traffic. And it showed. The biggest thing was trying to have uh, not have folks pin other folks in with the way they park, you know, kind of thing, because somebody want to leave when they're ready to leave, but then they look behind them, and they got another car parked behind them, and they don't know who's driving that car because they still at the fair because they ain't ready to leave. They're having a good old time. Well, then you got a situation on your hands is what you got. That's what we call situation. And uh, anyhow, uh, bike parking, though, is free. You know about that? Only thing is, I didn't bring my bike to the county fair. It's too far to ride out there. So Cricket, that's my girlfriend. You may know that. She worked at the nursing home. She also delivered produce for her daddy's farm. All kind of places in town. Burger Shed, one of them places. Anyhow, she picked me up, and we drove out there together to the county fair. So we did have to pay for parking. She said she'd pay. I said, no, nah, let me pay. You know, you drove kind of thing. And she said, yes. And I said, then I'm going to get you supper out here if you're going to pay for parking. Is that fair enough? And she said, that fair enough. She seemed to like that idea. And, you know, I had a booth at the fair. You remember me telling y'all about that? I had a booth at the fair? Business booth. Because I'm a businessman. I put in a ticket, you know, to get a booth, you know, to tap his lawn care services. And I got one. So I can kind of hand out business cards there at my booth, glad hand folks, you know, make sure my hands ain't sticky from a funnel cake or nothing like that and kind of hobnob with the other booths and companies in the business barn. That's what they call that place where all the businesses set up and they give away free pans and magnets and visors and that kind of thing. I didn't have none of that other than the card made up with my picture and a lawn and some words like Tabas Lawn Care Services and how they can get in touch with me. Folks may throw them away. But a few of them may just pay off, and so then it's all worth it. You know, that's the deal with marketing and advertising. You take a little bit of risk. You incur what they say is a little bit of cost, but you hope that that pay off in the end. So Cricket helped me set up my booth, which was basically spreading them cards on a little table. They had a couple chairs there, but I told Cricket she ain't got to stay with me. You know, I know there's a lot she wanted to see, and we'd get supper later, so she can just go and have a good time at the county fair. She ain't got to be tethered to my business barn uh, booth. Uh, and you ain't got to man your booth the whole time, but you got you to gotta be there some of the time. You know, you paying for the spot kind of thing. Be there. You know, make the most of your investment. If, they, if you paid and you got a county fair booth spot, be over there and, you know, shake some hands let folks know you're serious about your business. You know, you ready to do some lawns kind of thing. You ready to be there with a little bit of enthusiasm. And it's easy to be enthusiastic at the uh, county fairs. I mean, a big old lemonade, a Dr. Pepper, a snow cone, a funnel cake, a corn dog, any of that is going to make your day. Just think if you have more than one thing. I know. So we's off to a good start. So that's just good business, you know, to be there. Like I said, Cricket, she a bit of a daredevil. Like, I wouldn't go on half them rides. Partly because they might be a little bit scary, and then partly because I know a few of the folks who assembled them rides, and it might not be so sturdy, no matter how it looked. So I'm handing out my little promo cards, and I'm chatting with folks. 
Most folks is there to cool off before they go hit the rides again. You know, because they got air conditioning in that business barn and they got a roof on it and everything. You ain't outside, so that's a good place to hang out even if you don't care none about none of them businesses in there. So people in there, you know, and uh, even before they go hit a ride or find a corn dog, they they in there, you know, getting cooled off. And I didn't really have nothing to cool that, that I wanted to give away. There didn't I didn't all I had was them little flyers. I didn't have like a fan or a can opener or a slap bracelet or nothing like that. And at the county fair, you got folks coming from other counties just because they got family there or they like a good corn dog, you know. So that's how that goes. So you got people from all over the place showing up at the county fair. Well, it was a pretty tame morning there in the business barn when I see Myron Curtis over at a booth that got what I think they call a one wheel or something like that. It's basically like a skateboard that's electronic, so it moved by battery, and you ain't got to really push it. You know how on a skateboard, like you mash your foot against the ground, and then you got your other foot on that board, and then you pushing yourself along? Well, this is like electrical where, where your feet can stay off the ground. You can just be on that board. It only got one wheel. I reckon that's why they call it a one wheel. And that's what make it different from a skateboard. Because a skateboard, you uh, it usually have uh, four wheels. Like four times as many wheels as the one wheel. It's really more like a unicycle. Except there ain't no pedals because it's battery. They get that thing moving, you know, because of the battery. So the battery got to be charged. And then you on that one wheel. And you zooming along like nobody's business. Uh, if you can keep your balance. More on that in a moment. But it's like whatever way you lean kind of thing. That little one wheel going to go. Well, I see Myron talking to the guy. And I'm thinking, don't do this, Myron. For all his faults. Just jumping headfirst into anything without giving it a thought might be Myron's biggest one. And I don't even know if that booth is selling them one wheels or it's just like a real estate booth and that's a gimmick to get folks to get over there. Well, I was about to find out that I wasn't too far from the truth there at all. So there's this fella in a portly pair of creased khaki slacks with a polo shirt tucked in and a business logo on it. I couldn't read it from my booth, so I still don't know if it said like one wheel skateboards or us or like Lonnie's real estate company. So I don't know who Myron was talking to, but I did know that he looked like he's inviting him to stand on a one wheel that seemed like a terrible offer from everything I know about Myron. All I did know was that Portly Bridges polo pal had a hold to Myron's elbow, and he just kept saying, that's it, you got it, over and over and over. I could tell you from where I was standing that that ain't it. And he ain't got it. Ain't no way Myron's got this. Ain't no way. Well, Myron leaned one way and Khaki Bridges grabbed him. That's it. You got it. I mean, it's one thing to be encouraging to somebody and it's another thing to lie to them. There was nothing about what anybody was seeing in that business barn with Myron that told us he got it. Well, then Myron leaned the other way. And son, let me tell you right now, there is a lady in this county somewhere who was so happy that nobody recorded her walking by that booth holding the biggest lemonade you ever seen, no lid, and some paper mache Jupiter planet thing size of a basketball kind of thing that I guess her kiddo made for some fair competition or display, and that kiddo steady walking beside her with a chocolate milk just enjoying a day. I'm telling you what. So see it in your mind's eye, y'all guys. Lady giant lemonade holding paper mache jupiter with a little kiddo walking beside her holding chocolate milk well in the blink of an eye the fair became the unfair 
for this gal who got lit up around the haunches by Myron on a one wheel and she's in some cargo shorts, sandals, tank top and visor. So she's at least uh, in some sporty clothes, I guess, uh, where you ain't restricted for movement. And buddy, she moved. Myron clipped her from behind. Her legs both come up off the ground at the same time. Myron's still leaning forward, so he barrel into her like a water balloon on a cinder block wall. I mean, it's lemonade, Jupiter, sandals, and dismay all up in the air. I mean, first she looked back like, what's behind me kind of thing. But then she looked forward because she remembered that she holding a lemonade the size of an adult clopper spaniel that ain't got no lid on it. Well, now she's just steady trying to process what's going on and what to do next. What she needed to do was just treat it like any ride at the fair. There ain't nothing you can do at this point. Just go with it. But she steady trying to put her hand on top of that cup so no lemonade go out. Well, that's all well and good if you ain't got a paper mache Jupiter in your other hand. And she basically just smacking that Jupiter into the cup so fast and too late. She covered in lemonade. Myron's already 20 feet past her at that point, approaching my booth, truth be told, at a pretty good clip. Well, that gal land covered in lemonade and holding what looks like a skunk that got dried like a raisin. Like most of that planet was black and white. That's just the colors the kiddo used. And apparently they was on their way to set that display up. And the kid's crying and yelling, Mama! And that lady's just laying there rethinking everything. All the while... Here comes Myron, and the only thing I can figure about this one will is that him leaning is what's making it go. So if he ain't leaning, all this chaos just stopped. Like, right now, it seemed like Myron is going to just tear through this business barn like a stray dog on a chili dog. Like, the only answer here is that Myron need to dismount this one wheel. So I just wait for him to be kind of next to my booth where I'm beside him and not in front of him. And, buddy, I just square him up and lay him out in the middle of that business barn aisle. That one wheel can slow down and just stop. Folks are tending to Lady Lemonade over there, and they come back there and here, and all of a sudden, here comes Portly Pants jogging over, and he's like, oh, man. I look up at him, and I just say, he didn't have it. You know, I'm like, buddy, I mean, I know that fella told him 10 times, Myron, you got it. And I'm telling him, boy, there ain't no way. And, and in case you don't believe it, just look around kind of thing. That fella told Myron so many times that he got it, and there was not one moment. Not even like a millisecond when Myron had that. I mean, from the moment Myron walked up, he should have said, here's a brochure, and just let Myron go. Oh, but no. This fella had big old ideas and plans. Well, now that fella's close enough for me to read his shirt, and he's with a life insurance company. Well, if that ain't a sales pitch, I don't know what is. What's he going to say now? See? You never know where you may find danger. How about some life insurance kind of thing? Well, that fella got his one wheel back. And I think security told him he needed to put that thing away and just hand out brochures. They came and checked on Myron, too. He's okay. Sturdy fellow, for sure. Myron just looked up at me and say, uh, You saved my life, Tavin. That's what Myron said to me. And I just looked I said, Myron, you almost de-haunched a lady in cargo shorts back there, buddy. He looked over his shoulder and see he see her now. She's standing up, and basically she's getting ready to go home. You don't want to be sticky all day. Waspers and bees will find you, sore haunches and scraped elbows. That'll be the least of your worries once them insects get at you that sting you. I think they took that kid's craft down to the display area, but it is a mess. I mean, it got a lot of attention, you know, kind of thing, but for all the wrong reasons. I don't think people were, you know, crowding around that thing to be like, oh, they got a blue ribbon winner here. I don't think that's what it was about. 
at all. Well, that was enough fun for me in the business barn. I did some handshaking and exchanging numbers. There was some folks interested in hiring me after they seen me tackle Myron on that runway one, you know, runaway one wheel. Reason how come I guess is that maybe they got stray dogs or whatever to run on two day property and they think, well, that old boy ain't gonna be scared of no stray or something like that. So I maybe maybe that tackle with Myron, you know, maybe he brought me some business today. Or maybe they just thought, boy, that fella's going to take care of business. You know, so glass half full, Myron might have helped me get more business today, and, and good on him. They offered that gal another lemonade, but I don't think she could bear the thought of having any more lemonade near her today. She just accepted a couple corn dog coupons, though, and, and just called it at that. I head out to the outdoor part of the fair, and I see Cody Mantell at a basketball game, and he is mad. And he ain't winning. He starts saying stuff like, that ain't a regulation rim. You know, kind of thing. That fellow working the booth said, nobody said nothing about that being a regulation rim. Basically just saying, maybe that rim is too small or bent funny. You got to try to make it in or just go on your way kind of thing. But you at the county fair, so what you going to do? Well, Cody, he ain't getting no quieter. And he played his turn already. But he's standing there yelling. Well, this little gal come up there to play, probably 13, 14 year old, and she lays it in. She shoot and score that bucket. Cody watches and he pushes over a wooden sign on the booth that says three shots for $10 and he storm off. $10. Buddy, see, y'all might know I got fair rules. And one of them rules is you start with the sure thing. And the sure thing at the fair is the food. You can't go wrong with the food. So am I going to spend $10 on a basketball game if I ain't ate yet? No way. So I walk on, kind of keeping an eye out for Cricket, but I figure she's on them rides, and sure enough, she is. She screams on them things. Hands up, that kind of thing, that ain't me. I'd just soon be eating or having an ice-cold Dr. Pepper in the shade of being in a hot, rickety, poorly assembled flurry of metal. But Cricket, she loved it. And I know we haven't supper later, so I just went with the corn dog for lunch. Good batter, great dog, everything I hoped for. You know, I dipped that corn dog in ketchup and mustard. I know lots of folks are mustard only, but I like to cut it with a little bit of ketchup. And I made my way over to a deep fried Oreo. No complaints there neither. Then I throttled back because I knew supper and funnel cake was on the schedule for me and Cricket later. So I just kind of said, hey, I'm good right now kind of thing. So I'm sitting in the shade when Cheryl Grubbs is walking by with her daughter Maisley. And Cheryl looks like somebody took a cheese grater to her forehead. Like it's so red. I was wondering if she went to the worst makeup booth in the county. I said, what in the world, Cheryl? And she said, what's wrong, Tavin? I said, does your head hurt? About that time, she reached up and touched her forehead, and she kind of squint in pain. And then she got, ouch, it's sunburned. I guess I missed that spot. I said, that spot is most everything above your shoulder, Cheryl. And she said, I got some aloe vera at home. We're looking for jalapeno right now. I said, Cheryl, you brought your dog to the county fair? No, but he got out at home, and we figured this is the first place he'd go. I guess jalapeno loves crowds and fried food. Now, I don't mind them things neither, so off they go. I told them if I seen jalapeno, and then I seen them too, then I'd let them know. But that's about the best I could do. Like, I know that that doggy knows how to get home. The jalapeno know how to get home, so I ain't worried about it. And for all its faults, that thing got pretty good sense of direction. Well, Rusty Tidwell and Rance Fornhart walked by about that time. Rusty's holding like three oversized stuffed animals. Apparently, it didn't take him long to conquer the carnival. His wife, she gonna love it. 
she worked down at the nursing home with Cricket, and I think they'll bring in one of them stuffed animals, uh, probably down to the residents will check it out. They'll sit with it. They'll squeeze it. They'll talk to it. They'll get pictures with it. So it's going to be a big hit down there. Dewey Morton, he'll probably sit on his lap where nobody can see it. Or it he'll put the... He'll, Picture it now, okay? Dewey Morton, you know about him. He'll put that big oversized animal on his lap. He ain't sitting on its lap. That thing is on his lap where nobody can see him, and when they walk over, he'll scare them. That's the kind of guy Dewey Morton is, prankster for life, and very mischievous. Everybody was loose and free today, though, at the county fair. We didn't have no softball games this week on account of the fair. Like I said, too many folks had obligations at the fair, like I said, we, so we, we wanted to be there. And it just wasn't going to work out to play no softball. So we was all relaxed. You know, I seen, like I said, Ryan, uh, Rance and uh, Rusty and all them fellas. So <clears throat> it works in my favor, too, because Myron probably is going to be sore after that one-wheel circus he pulled at the business barn. Uh, he wouldn't have been up to play no game anyway. So me, Rance, and Rusty, we hang out for a while. Rusty was feeling good after winning so much, and, and he just don't lose. That's the kind of guy Rusty Tidwell is. But he ain't a talker. So folks don't mind him winning because he just goes and wins and he don't brag, you know, kind of thing. I guess enough of us brag for him. Well, he said, Tevin, let's see you tag them bottles. Well, they got this game where you throw a ball, you get three tries, you know, add a bottle and you knock it over, you get a prize. Now, I wouldn't have paid for this game myself, but Rusty was wanting to pay for it. So I said, okay, well, I'm a lefty and y'all know that by now. And I decided to start sidearm. Well, I didn't hit no bottle. But the gal working the stand lost a pink lemonade. It was on the table off to the side, and I exploded that paper cup full of pink lemonade. I was starting to wonder how many gallons of lemonade spilt at the fair. Because now I've seen what Myron did to that lady at the business barn with her lemonade, and then what I just did to this stringy, brown-haired, slender teenage girl who looked like she could break a horse or hog-tie a steer quicker than you could say, can her to get another ball? Sure enough, I found out she was showing hogs at the farm pavilion later. Well... Losing the lemonade wasn't nothing to her. I guess she knew that came with the territory and she could get another one for free as a fair employee. So that's fair. Fair, fair. So I get the second ball and it's closer. But I missed the bottle. Now I got one left. And the bottles is lined up in the lanes. And anybody that's playing only has one bottle in their lane. And hanging above every lane are these giant stuffed animals, Pokemans, just regular bears and tigers and stuff. And Rusty said, let it fly, Tavin. Well, I rear back. I let that thing go like a bullet, and it sell so high, so high, and so hard. Next thing I know, I knocked a giant stuffed teddy bear down. It bounced off the lane, knock over the bottle, and land in a puddle of water and pink lemonade. And Rusty hollered to the gal, did he win? I mean, Rusty Tidwell ain't an animated guy, really. But you know how you get people in the right environment and they just more relaxed and happy? Meemaw gets that way around a Big Mac. Chlorine Phillips gets that way around quilt auctions. And apparently, Rusty Tidwell gets that thing uh, way like at the, at the carnivals or the county fairs. Really, the carnival part of the fair. Well, that old slender teenage gal who's got a hog show later at the farm pavilion looks at that bottle that's turned over, then down to this muddy teddy bear and she just shrugs. I can't give away that dirty bear now. Sure, take it. Well, she picked up that bear, and she handed it to me. So I still ain't sure I want a bear at the county fair, but I ended up with a bear at the county fair, if that make any sense. So that's how that went. We ran into Rance's parents, Jerry Don and Sybil Farnhart, and Sybil, she had an armful of bandanas. You know, like a bandana, like it's a cloth. It's, sometimes it's got patterns on it, different colors. 
Uh, people use it for different things. Uh, you you could put it on your head. Uh, you could write, you could do it like a headband, where it's just like around just the front, or you can cover your whole head in a bandana and tie it in the back. Uh, I guess you could carry uh, a bunch of strawberries in it if you wanted to. Uh, I don't think you could use it as a belt to go all the way around your waist, but you could cinch something up with it, kind of thing. Uh, you know, that's a bandana. If you if you know somebody that wears kerchiefs, I guess you tie it around your neck like old cowboy kind of thing. But she had an armful of these things. Anyways, maybe I didn't need to explain what a bandana was to you. So uh, sorry about that. If you uh, that that was uh, just you know something you already know, like uh, preaching to the choir, like uh, you know telling a bunch of cowboys, uh, you know what a cowboy hat is. And they're like, boy, that you didn't need to go into an 11-minute explanation on, on cowboy hats. Uh, we got them on our heads. But maybe you know about bandanas. Anyhow, apparently, anyway, Sybil, she got a craft idea that she's going to start selling at the flea market that her and Jerry Don run, and she's about to turn them bandanas into some money. That's what she's thinking. Now, I wouldn't put it past her because they good business folks. I mean, they, they ain't always been in the flea market business. Jerry Don ran a restaurant for a while. Anyhow, I guess we'll see about it, you know, one way or another. It's going to show up at the flea market, whatever crap she, she kind of dreaming up. Well, Rusty was having uh, some buddies over to ramp moat control cars at his property in the evening. So he was going to go. He was like, I got buddies coming over. We ramping cars. I'm already three giant stuffed animals into this fair. Like, he, he came. He conquered, and he out of there kind of thing. Well, Rance is going to go to the rodeo and check that out because the rodeo big deal at the county fair in the evenings. And I, I decided I, I probably should find Cricket and see if she had her fill of carnival rides yet and was ready for supper. Well, I heard her before I saw her. She was on one of them burlap sacks sliding down, racing J.T. Whitlow's girlfriend, Whitney, and Cricket won. Well, she is laughing. Folks is clapping. Like, Cricket just draw a crowd. She got some enthusiasm, especially when it comes to carnival rides. And I just see her and I say, you hungry? Yeah, I holler at her with a giant, slightly muddy teddy bear under my arm. To be clear, I'm trying to hold it under my arm, but it's too big. You know how you're trying to make something easy to carry, but it's something that wasn't made to be easy to carry? I mean, that thing, uh, that a whole thing about an oversized teddy bear is that it's oversized. Like it's too big. It just take up too much room. Well, Cricket, see that thing? And her eyes get big. And I just hand that thing over. Tabin, did you win this for me? You know, she asked like out of way. She's super excited. Well, I say, uh, yep, it's for you. And I think I won it, you know, like out of way. And she grabbed that bear. She ready to hold it, which is good because I was about done with it. And I was glad she liked it so much. And she did say she's ready to eat. So we went to the barbecue, pulled pork, uh, ribs, corn on the cob, sweet tea. We shared that. It's so messy. But that's how it is. I, I wasn't surprised or nothing. It didn't like take me off guard that that barbecue was so messy. I needed to go get napkins. Accidentally got some barbecue sauce on that bear. Cricket said it was fine, but that thing had been through it by the end of the night. I mean, mud, lemonade, barbecue sauce. Cricket named that thing County Fair. That's what she named a bear. Like, the bear's name is County Fair. That's what it smelled like. I can tell you that. So, after that, it's funnel cake time. You know about that? Well... I get a funnel cake for us to share, and I'm feeling pretty good. I didn't spend no money on carnival games, and I kind of won one anyway, thanks to Rusty Tidwell paying for me, and everything I spent money on was a hit. We were sharing that funnel cake and talking and, you know, tearing little pieces off and a little falls on the ground. Well, about that time, I feel something at my feet. 
Well, I look down under that picnic table we eating at, and there's jalapeno. Cheryl Sunburn Grubbs dog steady snacking on that piece of funnel cake. Cricket, that's jalapeno. I guess Cheryl Grubbs still ain't found it today. And so Cricket got this idea. She goes, let's drop it off at, her, at their house tavern. And I said, it's going to find its way home, Cricket. You ain't got to put it in your car and, you know, drive it over there. And she goes, no, we can't do that. We got to drop it off. Fine. So, as the sun set on the county fair, I stopped by the business barn to pick up my little lawn care flyers. And most of them was gone, y'all guys. So, what that tell you is that somebody picked them up. Now, you hope, like, somebody didn't just grab the stack and throw them all in the trash can. I like to think a little more folks in that. And I think uh, people got out. They walk by there and like, oh, look at that. That that could be something I could use kind of thing. I mean, I'll know if the phone start ringing this week. But uh, one way or another, most of them were gone. So I'm trying to tell you, that's good news. There's a little spot where that lemonade spilt. And Myron Curtis had put on a workshop on how to overturn an adult gal in cargo shorts in less than 0.4 seconds. And uh, just a little memory there. And Cricket and I, we made our way to that gravel parking lot with an oversized, muddy, lemonade barbecue bear named County Fair and a live dog named Jalapeno. We were going to drop it off and then Cricket was going to drop me back at Chancellor Park. Well, we should have thought about the seating arrangements in Cricket's car because I was riding shotgun and Jalapeno and the teddy bear called County Fair was in the back seat. Well, let me put it to you like this. Jalapeno tore into the county fair. Cricket had to pull over and she pried that bear from the jaws of Jalapeno and Cricket popped the trunk and I shoved that muddy lemonade and barbecue stained bear with a torn open knee and one eye in the trunk of that car. Jalapeno pulled one of its eyes off and just went to town. I told Cricket that Jalapeno should have just found its way home. You know, we didn't have to put up with all that. She didn't care. She said, we can drop it off and we can just sew up that bear later. That's her way of saying she don't really care about the fact that the bear got mauled by a little doggy. Well, I'm fine with that too. I didn't go to the fair expecting to win no bear, so it's all powdered sugar on a funnel cake, as they say to me. Jalapeno got dropped off, and Cheryl came out of her house with her shiny face, shiniest face you ever seen, y'all guys, just covered in that aloe vera. It looked like she is a donut that just got glazed. Speaking of that, <clears throat> I may need to get to donut goals this week. I got dropped off back at the trailer park, and I went to see Meemaw for just a second. She wasn't home. Apparently, Tabajean Tipton picked her up, and they'd gone to the rodeo, which means they'd hit the McDonald's on the way home, and it's going to be a late night. I got the word uh, out. I haven't got word back yet, but I know that I the word, because all the flyers are gone, the word is out about Tavins Lawn Care Services. So it was a good business day for me. There was good prizes, good food, great friends. And so I'd say the county fair under-promised and over-delivered because it was more than fair. It was county fair. <clears throat> but this upcoming week, y'all guys, we back to some softball. I'm hoping Myron's going to be healed up from his little county fair tumble. And uh, I'll tell you, there was some good fare at the fair, uh, food at the fair. I mean, it was more than fair food. But like I said at the beginning, I got these bags of bacon. Boy, it'll make your tongue slap your brains out getting to it. You got to try it. It's great for gifts, but it's great for not sharing. 
And I ain't for not sharing, but I'm just telling you, it's easy not to share this bacon. And this is just personal testimony right over here. But check out that link in the show notes today. The new merch, the new bacon bags. And I sure appreciate y'all joining me on this very special episode of the Tabby Dillard Podcast. It's the county fair. And it's packed full of all kinds of excitement and fun. Thanks for all the feedback y'all been giving me and the ratings and sharing the podcast. It means a lot. We up to over 440-something ratings on the Apple Podcast or iTunes or whatever they call that. Uh, I know you can rate it there and you can leave comments and I use all that. Uh, you know, them comments there that people leave uh, to help promote the podcast. Uh, the comments help me do that because it's y'all saying nice things about it. Because uh, that's just how it goes. People believe y'all. Um, and they should, because uh, I think y'all got good ideas too. Bink, bink. But anyways, appreciate y'all, you know, writing the podcast, sharing it, giving me feedback on it, texting me. Uh, I ain't texted, I ain't mentioned that number yet today, but it's 501-322-6249. That'll be in the show notes if you want to send me a text this week, or uh, shoot me an email, tabdillardgmail.com. But I appreciate y'all joining me. It was a hoot of a week. I love these times where I can get out and do something new. Like I went to Boise. I had a great show. I did the county fair uh, and saw my buddies. Had a good time. All kind of good things happened. But I'm ready to get back into the swing of things. And by swing, I do mean softball. Team Burger Shed, we hot on the trail of the playoffs. So we're going to find out next week how that's going. Appreciate y'all joining me today on the Tavern Dealer Podcast. And hey, if you ain't been convinced by a fella in creased khakis to get on a one wheel and just lean forward to see what happens this week, you having a pretty good week. Until next time, y'all guys, my name's Tavern Dillard. Appreciate you, and we'll see you later.